break it down like that I got so many addictions But money is prescription Yeah, doctor ordered that And throw in a few prescription mixins Oh, sit mixing my drugs Oh, yeah, I'm a chemist Flipping the bag, you gon' witness Welcome to the Frame of Flower Podcast. This is episode number 50. We're joined by a very special guest. By the way, shout out to episode 50. Maybe it's 50, guys. Thanks for, thanks for fucking with me. But we were having a very special guest on. Her name is Amanda Geratano, right? I get it, I get it right? Amanda Geratano. Amanda Geratano. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. Thank you. Yeah, so how do we, how do we, this is the first time I've actually spoken to you i think we've just been texting for like a couple months now trying to figure this out finally got it finally got it to happen but um yeah i guess i wonder how, how do how do exactly do we meet i think the first time i saw you you did a compound genetics post yeah um, and i was liking your stuff on instagram right after my instagram got deleted and i oh not yeah back. i saw you were yeah. you're at, you at like 20k or 15k or something no i was at i was only at like 12.5k but i was like shit all my clout is gone the clout is gone (laughs) the clout yeah and and for people that don't know the the instagram clout for cannabis is it's important for business unfortunately but it's part of it um that sucks are you gonna get get it back or no it doesn't look like it. I mean, I've been, so it happened about three months ago. I've been reaching out to Instagram. I recently just reached out to them two days ago and they told me like, they wouldn't even let me put the appeal through because they were just like account not found. Well, clearly my account's not found. It's been dead for almost four months now. So I don't really know about how to go around it and try to obtain my account again you need to find someone that works there but it's impossible to it's like so impossible that's so not paying 10 grand to get my instagram account back and like it's just complete crap i'm sorry that's so annoying um i hate instagram so much so i I don't really get why we all congregate there but i guess that's what what we do I know. It's like the worst. It's like literally like the worst platform when it comes to like, and, you know, and it deletes the most accounts when it comes to cannabis. It's it's pretty bad. So you're out on the East Coast. Why? How, why did you? So, but you work with a bunch of Cali companies. Kind of explain, I guess, what you do um, and what's your involvement. With so cannabis. basically, um, I got into cannabis almost six years ago through a connection-based app that was based out of. Denver, Colorado, and Florida was where it was housed. Um, From there, I started to go to events and really meet a lot of people. Again, this was the first year like that legalization happened. So it really was just Colorado at the time and then Washington at midnight. Um, From there, give us credit. Give us credit. I'm from from Seattle. So yeah, well, people don't know that, but you know, just at midnight the next day, you guys were legal. So, uh, from there, I went, I was in app, uh, data pulling and whatnot, moved to the company, like went down. It was very hard. We were getting kicked out of the app store so much. Like we had no lifespan in the app store at all. And then I met a couple of brands. Um, and was asked to head out to the West coast. 
headed out to the West Coast. I was working with a street brand, doing all their packaging and design. I was a little bit more corporate, so it was a little bit too chaotic with the trap life, but I loved it. Um, and then I went back to the East Coast again. And then when they were going legal, they asked me to come back out and I ran their whole in-house uh, branding agency, which then launched two brands, um, got it into seven states, uh, worked on all the packaging, the compliance, doing all the compliance for the seven states that they went into, product development, um, building out new SKUs. And then from there, I was a director of distribution for a retail chain. And now I'm the director of sales for a social equity license out of Los Angeles. Awesome. Wow. That is amazing. So I've done a lot. That's a, yeah, it seems like it. That's that's amazing. So I think it's always really cool, like in, in Cali, where it's like you can you can have like legitimate street brands, you know, kind of in a sense where it's like it's like the only place, right? You can't have that anywhere. Sometimes else, they have no choice, though. Like, no, no, and, I, and I'm not. I'm, I think it's. I think it's awesome that people can do that. I think it's really dope because I think then it gives people a chance to like, get you know, have a little runway to go before they go into the market. No, I, I think it's. I think it's beautiful. I, I I wish it was the case everywhere, but it's like you can't can't really do that everywhere. It's kind of only very. I think it's very unique to maybe LA and maybe maybe a couple other places, but that's about it. Um, that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then. Um, what, what was it? Is it a little too? Uh, you said it was a little too. Um, it was a little too chaotic for me. So like trappy, yeah, a little too yeah, trappy. Like, so, but by the way, I love the trap. Like mad respects to the trap, the, the trap. street life, especially like coming from the East Coast. We've been smoking blunts on the block forever. It's not. Yeah. It's not like we're ever going into some place and buying pot, you know. So, uh, but when it came down to hey, like. I need to have all the Instagram accounts for these brands on one Excel sheet. It was like, oh my God, I'm not giving her this account. I do my sales off this account. She's going to take my sales. Like just mad drama when you're just like trying to be organized and have things in gear or like send me, send me the logo. I need the logo. Oh, but it's on his personal computer, like not a company file or a Dropbox or something. So it's just like, I'm not fucking dealing with this nonsense. Like, <laughs> and that was basically it. And then you think it's going to end when you get a little bit more corporatized. It doesn't because <laughs> there's just no, like there's no accountability at all. And like, it's just astounding sometimes. It's like how these companies scale for growth because you're just like, just give me the logo. Like, like I can literally get the fucking vector logo off of Google images if I wanted to, and then like adjust it, but we already have it. Just give it to me. <laughs> I can't find it. And then they're like, yeah, no, that's crazy. That's, that's <laughs> so right though. Like just like that kind of, I just like, even like the legal, legal industry too. Like there's all types of just like people that are like, they're just, they're just tying both hands behind their back. Cause they just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Tying their hands behind their back, making it so much harder than it is. Like, sorry, my dogs are barking. No, no worries. No worries at all. Hopefully you could edit that. No, we're not, no, we're not editing anything out. Everything here is staying. <laughs> Nothing. It's all, it's, all, it's all part of the process. It's good. Okay. And it gives us a better idea of who you are as a person. You like dogs now? <laughs> so it's good. But just, uh, um, no, it's definitely, yeah, it's all, it's it's pretty, uh, pretty insane. Yeah, the, but and it's also interesting too, like because you're East Coaster. Oh, wait, you're paused. Am I good? Am, am yeah, I? you're good now. 
so where where on the east coast do you live you want, you want me to ask where are you from i guess so i'm from brooklyn new york um i've lived between new york california colorado and south florida You're from brooklyn um i'm from brooklyn oh shit guys oh um, shit craziest I, people uh, in the world are from brooklyn and florida <laughs> i'm not messing around with you now damn so <laughs> I, I moved back um I literally just picked my stuff up and moved back from California two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really wanted to get involved in the New York cannabis market. But honestly, I don't know what New York thinks they're doing in terms of cannabis. It's it's and so corporatized. It's it's They've they've blocked everyone off there, dude. Like, it's what they've so done there. corporatized. It's so, Every single yeah. PR stunt is social equity, social equity, social equity. It's like, you know how expensive it is to have a building in New York like... The, the, just the things that they're doing is like a PR stunt. That's it. It's like, it's all going to sound great. You're giving people such false hope. And I mean, new, both New Jersey and New York, no one on the CRC, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission, have any experience in cannabis. Like they might have a PR girl <laughs> who has brand who has not even branded cannabis companies, like have taken their marketing dollars and like getting them a few like, uh, articles or whatnot, but no one has had any experience on the actual license. It's like, maybe they're in investment banking. Maybe they're like from a soil company, an organic soil company. Um, but other than that, like I've sat in on the New Jersey regulatory committee and. Oh, it's corrupt as hell though. What they're it's, doing now. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's major identity politics. Like we're going to throw the two black people on the two Spanish people, the two white people. So it looks balanced out, but none of you have cannabis experience and none yeah. of you have ran a social equity license. Yeah. And it's all going to get taken advantage of. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's all going to be manipulated to help. No. Yeah. It's yeah. And- let's just, let's just call a spade a spade yeah like let's just tell people hey you know what it costs to run a cultivation an indoor cultivation which you're going to have to use on the east coast because you're fighting weather mm-hmm. um it's going to probably be about 70k a month in electricity yeah probably <laughs> so like six like, million dollars set up or some some shit like that yeah like, yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be crazy that's yeah so it's like where are you giving the guy who just got out of jail for 40 years for pot a license you, you really think he's gonna know how to run this ops <laughs> like or yeah and it's, it, it's, and it's just insane yeah and it's and you know the whole argument i guess there is like i i think that that could like it, 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 there's different types of people there's there's so many different situations out there but what i don't want to see is i don't want to see like the the like they put that person as like the 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 you know the, the person in front of everyone but they they own like 10 percent or so i mean i don't know if you're gonna do it do it but like i don't know it's 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 a really tough situation because it's like i've seen just countless times i've seen more times way more times than successful just it get completely manipulated completely controlled like do the exact opposite of what they wanted like have have like have like literally just a a a person of color as like their as their person that's in front of everyone and then just have you know just super rich white people it's like the you know it's it's the opposite, I guess, of what they were trying to accomplish. And and, and I kind of almost think it's designed that way sometimes, you know, to like be that like, I don't know, though. but there, I, I know, I know. I mean, people, honestly, you know. I run a social equity license right now and I do a lot more for them 
that I'm supposed to be there doing because one, I have the experience and I have a little bit of corporate background to create some structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also been in this industry for almost six years. So it's yeah. like, you know, which is a long first- time, by the way, for anybody listening, it's a fucking long time right now. Like that's <laughs> six years, like yeah, in this new industry. In this new industry, that's almost only six years old. It's I've been there since it started. Yeah. So, I mean, my the person who owns my license, who the social equity license was awarded to, obviously got awarded to him for pot like jail sentence and doing mm-hmm. time. But he's never ran a business in his life. So, like, who does he have to go to? He has to go to the, the poor white Jew to finance everything because he can't run it with no business plan and everything like that. And then that guy doesn't understand what's going on. And like, for instance, the power panel is on an opposite side of the wall. So the city came and shut it down. So just to have a generator, there is like $20,000 for the generator. It's like a thousand dollars every three days in diesel gas. This place is a huge facility and they're not even making it right now. It's really hard, no matter what we do in sales, whatever brands we have in there. But it's like, this is why we should focus a little bit less on who gets these licenses for whatever identity politics. And it really should just be like, do you have the funds to run this? Because it takes a lot of funds to run this. Yeah. Or, or figure out ways where it's like, there's different opportunities where it's, it's a leaner model. Like you don't have to put a ton of money in, but you can still, I mean, and you're talking about licenses out in LA, you said? Yeah, this is in LA. This is yeah. in the Valley. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, like I personally think like I've always said, like I've always kind of thought now of LA or like Cali as like you want to have kind of presence there. You want to maybe launch out of there. You want to maybe, you maybe, you, you know, I, I just don't think you should put a lot of money into Cali though. I think it's a fucking bloodbath there i think it's like it's great for connections i don't think that's where you want to start in like if that makes sense i I don't think you want to invest a ton of money there i think you want to establish brand presence i think you want to network there i think you want to you know be seen as a cali company but not put any of the money like put your money put your money in a different market oh yeah for for brand presence and i've uh done with brands that have gotten into seven different states like i've said um your brand and holds more value from a branding perspective if it had traction in the California market, right? Um, but then again, your buyers are different. So you have your heady buyers that want like their heady brands. Then you have what I would call a mainstream brand, which is like something like, uh, I don't even put cookies on a mainstream brand. I put that more on like a hype beast type of brand. Um, then you have your medicinal looking brands and in each state there's a different appeal so really when it comes down to opening up mass markets you got to look at how do you want your brand to be viewed after licensing opportunities like in Vegas when we put a brand in Vegas the Vegas buyer because their regulations has so much information on the packaging they're more in tune than the California market on like terpene profiles and things like that. The California market is like, what's the highest THC? I'm not buying that. And it doesn't have that high 30% THC. It's like, you know how hard it is to get 30% THC on flour. Like, it doesn't matter. And then you go to like Pennsylvania and all these places where there's a market, um, 
It's a racket though in Pennsylvania. Their brand identity is a little bit different because they're hiring these branding agencies that play the color perspective of like the color psychology on like tranquility, purple or blue or all or calming effects or energizing yellow and orange. So on the medicinal side in the states that are medicinal, right. they're going to be right. the ones that are rewarded. Yeah, they're going to be the ones that are rewarded like rec licenses first. So like New Jersey, for instance, I'm like trying to work on a deal for New Jersey and uh, medicinal licenses, which are vertical, they're going to be awarded the recreational licenses. Yeah, first. that's the whole racket too, though, because like, so like what I saw in New York and I was like, oh, this is fucked what they're doing in New York. So if you look yeah. at their medical market, their medical market is like, first of all, there's 10 medical licenses in the city of New York. Okay, right. Just right there. Right. So there's 10 medical uh, licenses. Right now nine out of those or eight out of those 10 are from out of state massive corporations those other two are massive corporations now the whole like the whole finesse the whole fucking racket dude what they do is they go oh we're just gonna switch all the medical licenses over it's gonna be really easy well they did that in arizona arizona is the most that was the that's the prime model of like corporate cannabis right there like harvest health all those fuckers down in arizona they just completely switched over and they just completely took, you know what I mean? So that whole like switching up, that's not even a good, that's like a, that's a, that's a racket itself. And so and that's, they're doing they're that York, so, yeah. that's exactly what they're doing, that's what they're doing <laughs> so right now in New Jersey. So it's funny. I'm like working on this New Jersey contract. So I'm like, I'm going to tune into like the web live and everything that they're saying in the web live with the CRC for New Jersey is like, social equity and it's going to be easier to for you to submit a license but what they don't tell you is that it's up to the municipality that there's only going to be 18 total cultivation licenses and 11 of them are already awarded to medicinal yeah. so there's really only seven cultivation licenses yeah, and those seven and those seven licenses are probably already bought probably under the table like somehow like come on new york come on jersey come on corruption <laughs> come on <laughs> Come on, I'm walking here. I'm trying to do my <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. So I don't know. So I came to the back to the East Coast. I felt like, you know, how do you get involved? How do you, as someone who's experienced, you know, bring some knowledge on like, listen, yeah. I'm running a social equity license right now. It's hard. It's not easy by any means. Like, you know, like and you know, actually someone from the industry, I'm not a grower. I'm not, you know, some breeder of some sort. Like I work with a few brands that are known in, in the industry and like real OGs down to genetics and whatnot. Um, but still like the wrong people are making the moves. And because the wrong people are making the moves for legalization, especially on the East Coast, I, I wouldn't vote anytime, anytime soon for it to be federally legal because it's yeah. just like, it's so it's, messed up yeah and it's not gonna it doesn't like the federal legal stuff is like it's, it's so even, far it doesn't even right matter now. it doesn't even matter because every state has to legalize itself and then like <laughs> the interstate commerce is going to be a mess and it's it's going to be uh like because and like people don't really realize and i've been told this by like <coughs> excuse me i've been told this by like people in the alcohol industry like all of these verticals are going to be broken up now, I don't know if that's necessarily true because we live in today's society where like corruption is pretty rampant. Like, you know, our, po our politicians can get pretty much legal bribes. So maybe that stays. But like all these verticals are probably going to get broken up eventually. I mean, I would think I mean, that's what that's what a lot. Like I have so many of my friends, that, like I have like two or three of my like friends that are like OGs and alcohol. And they're like, you, like they're like screaming from like the top of like 
the roof, like being like, yo, none of this is going to be here. Like, this is not the vertical. So like, I don't know though. It's, but I don't know though. It could be that, that whole system was set up in a time when, you know, politics was a little bit less uh, corporate. I mean, it's a little bit less controlled by corporations. So, you know, uh, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the corp. I love the corporate vibe when you work corporate, you know, there's benefits like, and that matters. That matters to your people that are a part of the team. I've done yeah. so many independent contracts in California where it's like you're busting your ass like, oh, at three months, we'll revisit this. Or like you build them a whole team, like hire everyone that they need. But you're the one that was paid the most on contract. And it's just like there's really like no longevity or security. So like I have a lot of respect for corporatizing things. Yeah. But in cannabis, the corporatizing comes it's at a, a cost. Little bit different. It comes at a cost. It comes at a cost, but it's also like the corporations don't want anyone from the industry. They still look at people from the cannabis industry like, like they shoo you off. Like I'd rather take this VP of pharmaceutical marketing than a person who created three cannabis brands, their packaging, their brand voice, everything, and took them into seven states. But I'd rather take this pharmaceutical marketer over yeah, this which is so the dumbest like, thing ever yeah which is like which the, is so dumb the so dumb yeah it's like but it's yeah. also something i experience it all the time like i've sent out millions of resumes like just to see like what's really going on on this side mm-hmm. and i mean anyone would be like holy shit amanda you know like i have such experience like i've built these brands and it's like I had an interview with one private MSO and the girl that I interviewed with came from a smoke shop and she was like the director of retail marketing. And she was like, didn't even know what to ask me. Like any type of question, she never built a brand, like nothing. I knew more about like things in this, in her own working States than she knew about. And it was just like, we don't think you're a fit. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah. Anybody listening to this guys, by the way, I would want a hundred, like I study cannabis entrepreneurs, guys. That's what I do for a fucking living. I would 100% hire Amanda. I would a hundred, I would 100% hire you. Are you kidding me? You have, you have like, you have one that you were very unique, like the like, kind of skill set in this industry right now, seriously. Cause like you have, you're from New York, you're from the East coast, which is just a, that's like, can be a benefit in itself. Right. But then you have but you understand where like all the branding and the culture comes from like that you like while you're not you say you're not like the dna you know you're not a breeder you're not like you are you are even less so of a commodity than any like yeah in my opinion because dna i do work with though no no yeah you work with all but no, you understand all this i'm saying is like yeah. I, like trust me i would definitely hire you if i could yeah 100 i can tell trust me i can I, I can tell right away um especially yeah just hearing your hearing your story right now for the first time. and even like the street brands like i've seen you've done a thing with champelli he's my boy like i was just at a meeting with him when i was in when i was in la last um uh, that was that the one because because he was in la when i was talking to him is that when is that when you met with him yeah yeah, that's my dude. I, went to I fuck with him, him so tough. Yeah, I fuck with Champelli. He's, he's really the best. And I'm really happy <laughs> that he's not just like selling himself out like everyone else's. He's not. No, out. I'm going to, we're going to, we're working on something actually. I'll tell you about it after this. Um, so I think we're going to be doing something kind of like very minimal kind of, but it'd be cool. Be, be dope. He's but, yeah. great. I mean, DNA is like another one that I work with. Um, I help get them into stores. They're mostly known as like genetics. You know what I'm saying? And they're worldwide known as genetics, but, uh, helping them build their like pre-packaged brand presence a little bit more. So like 
you'll see them on my Instagram. I get them into stores. Insane is like another one. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now I've been uh, working with this company out of South Africa and it's called the Republic of South Africa MMD. And they have two, they have 10,000 acres, right? That they're growing cannabis on greenhouse cannabis and all of their cannabis because it's older strains like the Durban poison and like Mm -hmm. things that have medicinal value because it's been able to like be grown for so long Mm -hmm. are testing in the high 30. I don't want to say high, like let's say 35 consistently. Right. And they have all of the importing and exporting licenses because what people don't understand is here. So different. You can't put things in the mail. But like, for instance, in the EU, you can, and, but yeah, not yeah, so, but that's also because of the way their licensing is. So like you could write a prescription and it's legal medicinally in the UK, but they're not cultivating in the UK. So their flower has to come from Portugal or South Africa and then get mailed to the patient, you know? So it's a little bit different, but um, I've been working with this South African company. So hopefully I get to go out there and really see what's going on, but these guys are going to disrupt the market by far once importing and exporting happens. Really? I, I just got, I actually just uh, talked to someone who I bet you money they're connected, honestly, because I just, I got off, I had this, uh, this guy, he's like this inventor. He's kind of an innovator. He like, he's in South Africa. Um, what was his name? Go talk to him. Anyway, I can't, I can't remember right now, but yeah, he's, he's doing some shit where he's like, he, I don't want to talk too much about it, but like he's cutting, like he, he's like innovative. He, he's created farming technology for specifically cannabis. Now the point where it's like he can cut 70% of, uh, of, of overall energy and, and it will heighten quality of, I'm trying to think what it, I gotta remember the exact, but what, yeah, there South Africa is starting to pop off with some. It's crazy, but they're an agricultural land. So it's like, you know, they have 10,000 acres. No one else has 10,000 acres. I don't care where you, I don't care if you're in Kalamazoo. I don't care if you're in Montana. No one has 10,000 acres. These people have 10,000 acres, like two doctors also run it as well. So they're working on extractions and all of this. They like create all these oils that are like the CBD is testing out like 78%. Like you don't see that here. They ain't playing. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that moves forward and I can go to South Africa and really see what's going on before they like start to come to the U S is it in Cape town or, or is it, where, where are they? I'm curious. It is in, so it's outside of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. not Cape town. Cape town's more like city vibes, you know? So you gotta go more to the farmlands. Yeah. 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 This is where the guy I was. Yeah. I've been, I got family in Cape town and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. My dad's from Uganda. That's from, cool. yeah, kind of. I've been to so, yeah, or my, my grandparents are from my great grandparents are from South Africa, but South Africa's a cool place, though. It could be kind of dangerous, but very cool place. Um, South Africa is a freaking cool place, so yeah. that's why I'm excited to work on this project. I've been doing that's it for awesome. about four months, and I'm like, fuck. that's yeah, no, that's gonna be dope. I'm, I'm happy for you. I think, yeah, I think, uh. Yeah, I trust me. I, I think you're. I think people are. If anybody sleeps on you, yeah, they're they're fucking idiots because I can tell right away. Well, trust me, they're sleeping on me. <laughs> yeah, well, they won't be eventually. Trust me. Trust me, they won't be because I already see it. I already see it because there's like I said, no one really like having the balance. Like you know, there's people that are like I've like when I've talked to like a lot of different like when I, I you know I have I have like six hours of like 
record like record, like conversations I had with like Ivan and uh, the Jungle Boys and you know other other people as well like things that like are really important if you like so there's people that like are really good at growing and then there's people that are you know really good at this or that but like if you can have a but but if you if you can be really good at growing but understand the business side of it if you can have a balance of like multiple sides of things like you are an extremely rare person in my opinion now you know so i think people need to understand that and also yeah it's just it's so interesting it's such a it's such a messy industry i mean it's such a messy start to everything like like every, like any industry would be right but something like this where there's so much time has been put into like the culture quote the culture right but like the growing the illegal market's been around forever <coughs> excuse me um and then now now the legal just started it's like they're trying to put like a uh you know a, a school bus inside of like a, a one bedroom right or something you know what i mean like it's or it's just something like that where it's like the contrast is like so crazy and it's like such a wild it's so it's so spread it's it's just yeah it's shout out to shango los by the way his his whole podcast name is like shaping fire and like i think that's a good way it's like how do you shape how do you control something so chaotic but yeah it's definitely fascinating um, no, I see all these. Uh, I see all these these like PR links. Like then the blacklist posted something today, and I of course had a comment on it and be like, New York doesn't know shit. Like, and uh, all these things are New York's gonna crush it, and New York's gonna no, do this. But, like, crush it. no, it's gonna take some time. It's so hard for them to be able to crush it, but like at the end of the day, and I'm a New Yorker. Like I eat, sleep, and breathe New York. Like New York, New York, New York. I, I would never. I never talk down talk New York at all, right? But better not, not in Brooklyn. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, I see these people that are like the New York industry cannabis people, and they're like holding these banquets and discussing cannabis. And it's like, you're a joke. Like you know, you know what's gonna happen though. You know what's gonna happen. They're literally gonna be like, so there's different rounds to this. Like the first round, that's like the for like any new, like there's the different rounds of people that like you know, you have to survive each round, keep going, but there's going to be waves of people that are going to leave, you know, like all those, like half those people you're seeing right now are not going to be in the industry like 10 years from now, probably by I guarantee you or five years from now, even like, you know, there's the rounds of like, you know, the med men's or like the first round kind of, you know, like uh, that's kind of more national, but there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be like a little micro, like, my, like, like, First of all, all of the scammers are going to the new industry, to the new markets. Yeah. All the scammers are going to the new markets. So get ready, get ready, New York. You're about to, some of you guys are about to lose all. You think you can lose money and get, get a, you know, somebody pulls a gun out on you and hits the lick for 100K? No, no, they'll hit a lick for legally for 500K a million easy. Yeah. <laughs> and you have no, nothing to do with it. Like, you trust me, I've talked to people all over the country being like, Doug, I, I got, I got, I got, I got hit for more legally than I did. Like, like from that's what i would say is like the legal industry is more dangerous in that sense like where you know like yeah like you pitch know. deck robbery exactly because because dude in the streets like there's, <laughs> there's actually kind of a code there like you will get fucking killed you'll get murdered if you like do some shit like some crazy shit you know it depends obviously but like there there's no street there's no ethics in in, in legal business you're like well i'm gonna sue you okay do it like <laughs> i just hit a million from you and you have no idea like I don't know. It's great. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. So that, and then a lot of that's going to tear down companies. Then you're going to see people that are just kind of burnt out from it. You're going to see. So all those people that are kind of doing like all of this initial stuff, like they'll be, I mean, I don't want to put a number on it, but a good amount of them will be gone. Trust me. Like, I mean, in my opinion, but oh, I already know, like, 
And this industry is so, this I industry have... is such a trick. It's like people come in this like they're like, oh, can't wait to be in cannabis. Can't wait. Like, do you know what the fuck this, this industry is right now? Like, do you know what this, like, you know how much shit you have to deal with? Like, like, do you know that, that I've had hives all over my face from the pollen on like Keith rolled blunts? Like, oh God, do you yeah, know okay. that like yeah. we're in here in this facility till 4 a.m. in the morning? Like, you know, that yep, like- you're dealing with all types of shit. You're dealing with, yeah, no, it's, it's for all of I know there's a lot of people that watch 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 me that that are like getting about to get into this industry that haven't yet like i think i did, I did a poll the other day and you know a lot of people are like yeah i'm like like 40 percent of people that polled out of like 300 people or whatever they're like yeah like i'm going to be soon just think just know guys this is like this takes you know this takes kind of passion but also you know like perseverance too like it's it's gonna be hard so to make it but you know that's that's kind of why there's definitely no work-life balance like no <laughs> for you to be believable and for you to actually know like i have eat slept and breathed this for the past six years i've moved from state to state for each deal that i've gotten um i've learned the different cultures in cannabis because of the licensing factors from Colorado to people in Washington and Oregon to NorCal to SoCal. Um, you know, Vegas is their mindset is even different on how they freaking operate. Michigan, I've been through, like, there's no one grant. Um, I've worked on projects in all those places. I've lived in California, Colorado, New York, and Florida. See, that's even yeah. that's even more valuable like damn that's crazy that's not I, I don't know a lot of people that have done that trust me that's pretty that's pretty impressive um seriously what did you think about colorado i'm curious kind of it's kind of they're kind of they're kind of in their own world they kind of don't really understand what the game is going on they don't understand the game of brand like they're in their no, own so they're, world yeah they're extremely grassroots so colorado yeah. was a little weird for me coming from the east coast you know yeah, because we're like <laughs> We know brands like we're like fashion, Wall Street, like we are who we are, you know, East Coast LA. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We get to Colorado and I'm like, yo, cool. Like those are mountain people to another extent. Like even in downtown Denver, it's just a different vibe. They're super grassroots. They're not open. It's very surprising that they took on cookies the way that they did, but they had no choice in order to compete. Like you needed to you needed to finally merge to branding and mainstream cannabis. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hopefully cookie um, snaps them out of it a little bit. Cause I, they, that's going to be a state where you're going to see a lot of scale growing. You're not going to see a lot of brands yeah. out of there. You're not going to see. And I have been, I have, you know, like shout out to area 420, by the way, they're about to do something crazy. Like they're doing something crazy. Like they're about to compete on an international level. Like in terms, they have a little under 50% of the licenses in this small town that they control. It's I'm doing a whole documentary on it. It's uh, I'm about to go actually edit it after this, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. But yeah, that that yeah, Colorado. Okay, good because I'm on the same page. Like they're they're in their own world. They don't really understand the game that's being played. Like they don't understand. But let me tell you something about Colorado. Fourteener in Boulder has the best Tropicana cookies I've ever smoked in my life. Um, what people don't understand about Colorado is again you're fighting regional altitude. So. When someone from New York, I love these people in New York on the street who like 
they are like, they think they're bud wizards and it's like, okay. So they're in Colorado. The thing is, is that they're very controlled over there, which is great. Their testing is great. There's a lot of good things about Colorado. Their flowers great. The way that they grow is like scientifically done and it's amazing and clean. But if you're someone that has been all over the East Coast or the West Coast and gotten your packs here or whatever the case may be, when the bud crumbles into dust in your hand, <laughs> it's not attractive. And like, you just kind of have to also understand like, holy shit, that's why they own the concentrate game the way that they do and not really the flower game because they're fighting, what if they can't change their climate over there, you know? But um, there's this one brand also Malik's in Colorado. He does the Kaiser roll and he's also in like a pink, like cookie style type of bag. This kid is good. And he's going to have brand presence in Colorado. I've personally gone to like Pig and Whistle and several stores and bought his, his flower. I've met him as well. I reached out to him when I had cloud on my Instagram and went to his facility. And this kid is growing amazing, amazing flower. And he's such a humble kid. Like, and he's the, the only brand? real brand. What's it's the called Malik's. Malik's Malik's. Okay. Yeah. I'll shoot you that over as well, but yeah. No, he's cool. He rolls like 710 was rolling the pasta joints. He rolls a fat joint with like a big rigatoni, not a rigatoni, like pasta piece as well. Um, they'll catch on. I mean, Colorado's brand presence is their store. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's so, the, thing. they got a little bit of the, so the vertical. I think that's what they fell into, right? The, the problem, the problem is if you don't have enough people kind of coming like you don't have the under like you don't have like when you walk into like the denver airport when you look around you go into like colorado you look around and like and like people you know people can say maybe seattle's a little bit like this it's not really actually it's very it's actually much much more different now but uh you look around and just like people rock like you just by the people where they like the way people wear their clothes and it's not a bad thing at all but they had a vertical so they didn't need to create brands. They could do their farmer's market out the, out the exactly. jar, right? So they didn't force them to make brands, which we had to force to. I hate them all we have here. In I hate my, I hate the market so much. It's, it's, uh, but, but we, we have, we, you're not allowed to have a uh, vertical, right? You'd split between the, the retail and, and the processor producer, but um, we're forced to create brands here right now. This market, this market in Washington is so it's too small and it's too hard in my opinion to really launch out of. You have to be a real savage to be moving into other like States. In my opinion, there's only like, there's just one woman who's like a fucking her husband, her and her husband oh, are brand. fucking savages, bro. Like they're they're like they're business like beasts. I, I have them on the that's uh, shout out to Falcana, by the way. They're 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 the sleepers. People don't understand, like they're yeah. But um they this so they have the vertical in Colorado, and so I think they just because they can, like, but when it gets to the internet, when it gets to the international level, when it gets to the national level there's going to be very few of brands that come out of there that can move out, but they're going to, what, what my homie might, what, what people are doing at area 420, they have this, they have little under, they have about 50% of the licenses in this one town. That they Where's area 420 Colorado it is right by Crestone. Okay. Do you know what that is? No, it's the, it's, it's the, it's, it's the top. It's like the, it's, it's technically it's in the, uh, it's the highest Alpine desert in the world. Beautiful place. Okay. I love. I love going there. It was actually such a cool. I actually bit like tons of good vibes out there. Actually, I loved it. It's this whole town that's been 
literally created for it's this crazy place it's gonna it's I'm, it's there's a reason why i did i'm doing like a story on like them it's 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 pretty crazy and so i'm and this guy this guy michael is a former you know felon for cannabis and, and then you know his uh, partner whitney they're they're doing something different they're they're about to they're they're about to do something different yeah they're they're getting people people and people that know about yeah i'm excited for that for that documentary to come out and i think you'll find pretty interesting too but yeah so so i'm curious so colorado so what about um florida so you were in florida i was in florida florida is very medicinal so i didn't launch anything in florida when i was in florida what i did was when, when was you when, when were you in florida like when, i when went to you? college in florida i've been in florida like on and off my entire life and yeah. i while i was living in california i still had an apartment in uh miami up until last june so um what i did mainly in terms of cannabis in florida was traditional stuff like yeah well, i was gonna say because i have all my see, homies like, that send packs runs, to, yeah Miami, yeah you see like runs <laughs> and everyone throwing these big parties and like jokes up parties so i was like pretty much involved in those like uh winwood pot parties that went on where like all the california brands would come out with their vendors and like all these vendors like did all of that um but miami's a big market but you know they're flooded with gelatos as well they're about to be be literally flooded in 20 years too like no it's just another new york miami california it's going to be the same clientele right you're a metropolis you're a big city you're a city where the stars navigate through the likings are going to be different um and that's where your brands are going to have presence. You got to look at it in terms of like fashion in a way. So, I mean, if Papa and Barkley was to put up a store in Miami, do I think it would pop off or candescent? No fucking way in hell. But like if cookies popped off and then maybe like. Yo, are you ready? What? Are you ready? Sorry. Like what I'm going to ask is, are you ready for this face off? It's about to happen in Florida. I've been hyping this shit up. So like the. With who? With. The Jungle, Jungle Boys, Boys and the Cookies, cookies based off. It's and real Planet Thirteen. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Planet. No, no. Like, sorry. I mean, like, what the craziest mean, like? part is that Cookies and Planet Thirteen are going to Central Florida. So, if you know Central yeah. Florida, well, Planet Thirteen is. I, I, they they have the money. Okay, okay. I shouldn't actually. Say that. I actually do fuck with Planet Thirteen. I'm not. I'm not. I shouldn't say it like that. But I'm. I want to just. I want to. I want to. I don't want to muddle this. I want to have one v one, Cookies versus Jungle Boys. It's happening. The narrative has started. They've because it's the first time. I mean, time. in my opinion, yeah. We're talking about do we really know what goes on with cookies? Like, and do we really know what goes on with jungle boys? Jungle boys are actual cultivators. Cookies isn't. Cookies is a licensing game that buys out whatever grow and yeah. whatever whatever flowers is available in bulk and puts it in their back. Right. You're 100 percent right, and that's why. And I and I know that. Like I like, yeah. What when I was talking to Ivan about the which most people don't know that yeah no 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 100 no you're right well and you and you and you can't and are you allowed you're not allowed to buy flour from other people now in Florida right uh no it's still vertically integrated so, so I you're think forced what they did in they partnered, to your system. yeah yeah so they partnered I believe on medicinal licenses um and brought their genetics so i mean i'm smoking jungle boys over cook anything that comes out of cookies any day unless 
it's a seed junkie. I really do like seed junkie genetics. I think they're fucking great. So like, um, but I'm definitely going to ride with jungle boys over because they're actual cultivator. They actually breed their seeds. They actually are the flower. You know what I'm saying? Like cookies is. Yeah. It's going to be fat. Like I personally, you know, when I did, so it's the first two episodes of of, of high design and both of them are on, on, I'm going to redo that burner one, but, um, it's the whole idea versus vertical versus the licensing out model. It's, it's these two and they both like, know like they both, there's both like, I don't want to, I don't want to go into this too much right now. Cause I know I don't, I, I love both sides. I love like, I'm, I'm a big supporter. I'm neutral really when it comes to, like, I try to be like, I am neutral. I'm a big supporter of both of them. Um, I know. Yeah. I'm about to, yeah. I've talked to, talked to both of them. Um, yeah i'm trying i'm trying to actually yeah so i'm i'm just i'm just waiting i'm waiting for the right timing here i there's a lot there's a lot of shit here it's like i just want i i know for a fact that the competition is going to be good for everyone you know like i, I said the music industry right it's like when they did the whole face off between like 50 cent and kanye who's going to sell more albums yeah. that's the kind of like or like the, like it's going to be beneficial for everyone no matter what but i just can't wait to see this like this like real because this is the first time you're going to see in a state where you're going to see jungle boys at its full power potential power because they you know they've been stacking for years right they have they have bread and then you're gonna see cookies and you're gonna see these two like it's gonna be a it's gonna i'm i'm i have a script like already written not written but i've like the thing is is that you know cookies they focus on licensing and they know taken yeah. over their licensing to so many states that they have a larger brand presence but in my opinion if you're a real smoker from the industry you would choose jungle boys genetics yeah, I I would. I'm trying to be here. I'm trying to be neutral here, but you know, <laughs> I think I think you have a good point there. Um, you have a really good point there. I think there's definitely an advantage there. So, but I I think that uh, burner and cookie. I think they're definitely aware though. I mean, I've been. I'm gonna keep pushing this narrative of, of the competition because and it's gonna be all friendly competition because at the end of the day, it's gonna help everyone. But oh, of course. Oh, there's there's gonna be team jungle boys. There's gonna be team cookies for sure. It's gonna be this like it's going to be the first time you really see it. Like you're going to, cause then again, that's really like, it's really so interesting to me because it's like, you know, you, there's the, there's Northern Cali versus Southern Cali kind of in a sense, but that's, that's not to, that, yeah, but it's, and there's also the, like, like I said, the face off between the different models, the face off between the different entrepreneurs, like the, the, the CEOs, the face off between the different regions of Cali, the face off between, Oh, and it's going to be in this like market. That's like pretty. What about if alien labs goes there? Fuck damn i don't know i mean they've been i don't know connected connected it and shit they're, they're they're definitely cool they're doing some i tried hitting up their uh their new marketing director from nike's from nike he he didn't respond yeah. to me he didn't respond <laughs> and then i've been trying that. to get a hold of ted forever <laughs> ted i think ignores me i don't know if ted ted some of these people don't fuck with me really because i like i don't know they just uh, they know they, i know they know about me but they don't fuck with me it's, it's funny like i'm it's like it happens. It happens. Be better. It'd be better if you did. Trust me. It would be way better if you did. But their loss. Um, no. But if I mean, Valley Labs from there, yeah. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. But are are they? I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if they are. I know that they are working on Vegas, Arizona. They have like five states in the bag that they're. But again, yeah. it's a licensing deal, and then they're also a genetics. So it's like, how do you get your genetics there and actually do it the correct way? Um. 
but they're crush it no matter what like you know no like, matter like, what yeah. they're fucking hands down one of the best yes. also oh. connected outdoor flower sun grown over yeah. half the indoor flower that's out there yeah. gelinade yeah. i'm smoking that all day like <laughs> no they crushed it they, they definitely crushed it i want to i want to talk to caleb i always heard a lot i've heard a lot of things about him i've heard a lot of things about the og caleb um Apparently he's down in Baja or something. That's when he told me that he's like, because he sold out his, he's the guy who started connected. He's the, yeah. Um, they all sell out at one point, right? They're like, Fuck. oh, they all do. They all will. They all will. They all say it, like, you know, they all will. It's the thing about it is like, that's the thing about this whole like corporate versus, you know, there's people like, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's people are the, the you gotta like, it's, it's just like, just like there's other things. I don't want to talk about those other things, but there's certain you know social issues that have been leveraged by the people because they're smart they're using it to their advantage which i would 100 do the same thing you know <laughs> but and there's also and there but there also is like uh you know because don't get me wrong i've talked to some of these you know some of these like cold, like these brands from the cult like they're they're cold cut i mean they're they're they're, they're cutthroated they're they're like a they're, they're a corp they're not a corporation but they're they getting getting there almost right um yeah that's fascinating to me that's gonna be it's gonna be oh it's gonna be so and by the way florida is so corrupt too it's like so corrupt so it's gonna make it even more interesting of a story like honestly i fucking love florida i i i I, I love florida too i've been i've been there a couple times i I keep residency in florida like florida is the best i don't care i've lived in so many places of course you live in florida from brooklyn huh no i'm sorry i've lived in so many places like florida is great yeah um but it's also a complete island. So you sort of have to be strict with the ways that you're implementing new things because like things come in from all over and just dropped off on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it's very, very easy access. So it's like what Florida did was they allowed the agricultural players, which were like the citrus growers and whatnot which make up majority of florida and that's why cookies is going to central florida and planet 13 is like going to central florida where there's disney and shit um they're staying away from miami right they're they're staying away from miami right the jungle boys are going well also that's just where the land and the cultivation is like there's some cultivation in homestead which is like between miami and the keys as well but what Florida did was they gave all these agricultural places the means to a license because they just figured, okay, these people are already growing all the crops for the state anyways. But again, this is where people are very wrong. And this is where MSOs are fucked because just because you grew tomatoes or oranges, oranges grow in fucking sand. Like, you know, like Florida a lot is more complicated than sand. Like, you know, so your crop and everything that comes out of there the humidity... is, is nowhere near the same. So you're only fueling the traditional market even more because you cannot you can't get that indoor recreational style yeah. bud. Yeah in those conditions yeah. with those types of growers who have only been growing for a hundred years, those type of plants. Yeah. You're so right. And so it's going to, it's going to push people to the traditional market. And then it's also going to push people up to the upper echelons to the, the, the very few indoor good companies. Yeah. To be quite honest, I don't think traditional is ever going to die at all. 
I don't think it will. That's the beauty about cannabis too. And that's actually a good thing personally. Cause I, I mean, you know, while I am, I, I am a pretty big, I, I don't hate on, like I hate on, I hate on the system really. I, I hate on, I say I hate corporations quite a bit and I do, but I, I really hate the system that allows them to like take advantage of, take advantage of everything. But, um, I, 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 I do like the fact like the, like you think like corporate cannabis is bad. Think about pharmaceutical, like cannabis, like that's what I'm, <laughs> and so that is it, corporate cannabis. <laughs> no, it, it is. It is hundred percent. There's plenty of invested in it, but like, that's the thing that they would want is that they would want to completely eradicate it so that, you know, we can never grow it in our backyard. If it ever got too like crazy, like if it ever got like price got high or like the like quality was just crap. Like it's so it's, it's so much more accessible to be growing cannabis than distilling you know your own alcohol or whatever right so here's, like here's my one question my one question yeah. how many fucking people that bitch about home grows actually home grow it's a good point it's a good <laughs> there I are home grow. that won't move forward with legalization or something because of a home grow bill how many people are no, actually it's, no it's important amanda it's important and trust me it's important and you want to know why it's important it's because it's good for the industry in general too it's actually good for and i, and I guess what you're saying because there's definitely a lot of people out there that are like that are like you know home grow and like dude you have home no no but that's not the it's it's <laughs> preserve it's preserve that freedom though for us to be able to do that because it's like no, it's the testing the market it's like hey if the market if you guys are not going to provide the right like, like what's going on in Pennsylvania, for example, is fascinating. Like, like Pennsylvania is a racket. You guys, you want to know the most expensive cannabis in the, in the country is right now? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand that's a medical market and you're charging these people the most out of any, any market? Do you understand? It's like that's, that's the shit market. that, so that's why you need to preserve these freedoms to have, you know, to have that so that if you're not going to. It's also a Commonwealth state though. Yeah. So it mean, means that's really, really rich, right? Is that you're saying? Or no, no just their laws are like way different. And um, so I don't care. I you should be charging them that, that those prices. It's, it's crazy out there. Like you're getting I'm talking like $60 eighths for a medical patient. Like, yeah, but $60. That's how much it is in Florida. I truly believe. That's how much it is in New York. I have flour. Yeah, but OK, but I'm saying that's like lower end, though. Like, I think I need to check the pricing, but it, it's, it's shit. It's shit weed. Yeah. I mean, my friend drives down from Buffalo, New York to Massachusetts to buy a cartridge and like a half gram cart or something, a rhythm card. Have you ever seen rhythm? No. This is like Green Thumb Industries brand or something like that is a hundred fucking dollars for a cart. Are you insane? Dude, every time I hear shit like that, it's like I need, need to start shipping packs again. Like, <laughs> like I actually, though. And there's also, there's also too, though, there's people out like people don't understand too. Like there's two games being played here with like a lot of these like legal brand, legal brands. They have, they have their legal side to them. Like not, not all of them, but not definitely not all of them. Very few of them actually. I don't want to be, I don't want to be snitching, but um, there's two operations <laughs> going on. Like, cause it's like brand presence and expanding your brand in the markets that aren't even allowed. Like you think that people aren't doing that. Like explain. And also the whole fake packaging thing. That's a whole marketing tactic too, dude. That's a whole marketing. Oh my God. If your brand makes it to Boyd street in LA, you're a brand. I don't I've, care. What I've, I've talked, I've told to people, I've talked, I've like, I've, I've, I've brought this up. Like, yo, if you are getting your brand fake, like you fucking made it. And it's like, I'm surprised that people haven't tried to like fake that. 
you know, I'm sure people have. I'm sure people have, but if you and like this is this is the greatest thing about New York, right? Bootleg capital of the world, right? So I get invited, like I said, to like these weed clubs and all this shit like that that's in New York. And they're like, oh man, you're like the brand girl. Can you get us these brands? Can I'm like, no, I'm not getting any of these brands. But like you I could easily go to Boyd for 32 cents each bag and just drop off bags to them. It wouldn't even matter it's they're everywhere different colors not real color palettes like but you're building such a brand presence no matter how much your quality uh, is being affected it barely even quality though because like the quality that you get in the store is not always 100 the best especially if your brand has grown enough to where you have to get l to l from anyone that has l to l gelato available to fit that bag or anyone that yeah. ha- you know what i'm saying so you're no, and i agree with you because i i used to be on my, my whole take was that on this was like you know because when i where i'm trying to find where's my fake packaging for i use an excuse oh, i have a, I have a bunch right there so i just I, I, did, I did i did a whole video on it. i was like dude this is like they're literally advertising this on amazon prime like it's literally getting advertised like yeah. and then it says buy cookies and you press on cookies and it goes to just a bunch of cookies that are being listed like literal like cookie like like chocolate chip cookies that are being li- <laughs> it's so funny um no i have a whole it's like one of my most viewed videos actually um but the I, I always was kind of like, oh, it's going to affect their brand because then they're going to get shitty like stuff put in there or whatever. And it's like, I kind of came to the conclusion. I'm like, is it really that bad for like, it's, it's terrible for the consumer. I always, I did that video for consumers. I'm like, yo, if you really are going into this, if you're really in a state where cookies is not, and you really think that they have cookies on demand, like your dealer has cookies on demand, like there's a nine times yeah. out of 10, you're getting some regular ass we- It's you're, you're, you're just paying an extra tax for no reason. I don't know. I, and like, I had so many people comment like, damn, I've been just finesse for like years at this point. Like I'm paying like, you know, it's like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. So I feel bad for consumers, but when you talk about like for the, like for the brand, is it that bad? Really? It's not like, it, no, it's amazing. It's not, it's not. Cause it's not going to be like too crazy of a difference. And if it is, they'll say something, right? Like, like the people will say something and there's, so really it is like, you know, and I know, yeah, I've, I know, I know some shit too. Like there's distribution networks like in New York that I know of that, like these, this guy, there's one guy, I'm, this guy's slick as fuck. He, he's smart. As fuck. <laughs> he's been leveraging his distribution brand distribution there into all these. It's yeah. I can't, I don't want to talk too much more about that, but I, I will do a video on that eventually when the time is right. But he's an OG trapper. Well, yeah. And then, so exactly. And so, and those, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I just noticed this because I was just observing Instagram. There's so much you can observe through Instagram. And I, and I, and I, I hit dude up and I was like, yo, you're doing this, aren't you? And he's like, damn, how'd you figure it out? I was like, I mean, it wasn't that hard. If like once I, my knowledge, I guess of it is pretty advanced. So I, I figured I put it all together, but yeah, no, there's, there's different games being played. So if you're one of these like people watching that, you know, have a, like, I'm not saying do that stuff at all whatsoever, but there's a lot I mean, of ways. Listen, there's a lot of ways to be in 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 markets where you're not technically have a license. That's what I'm saying. So that's like when I talk. But there's also like I don't think what people understand is like until you are actually functioning under a licensing and you see how terrible the hit is every month or whatever due to thirty nine percent to this to yeah. that. It's like why would I want to sell everything if I came from this traditional market and I went legal to 
you know, do things the right way and not be in trouble. And like someplace like California or something is slapping me with a fucking tax, like every transaction through the license and I can't make it. And and then Santa Barbara gets released all these new licenses and Santa Ana gets all these new licenses. And now I have a cultivation license and it's my pounds just went from 1800 to 1100. I'm a traditional cultivator. Why wouldn't I get rid of them the way I traditionally have, you know? And make my money. Like, why am I going to do that? So it's like, I mean, I'm saying coming from a branding perspective, I want nothing more than my brand packaging to be on Boyd Street. In my opinion, you made it as a brand. Pop right? bottles. I'd go celebrate. I'd go pop bottles. Exactly. <laughs> I 100%. Boyd Street in LA. Okay, that's the place I was taken to when I was in LA. And I was, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, this is this is one of the reasons why LA is different. Like there's a fucking literal, you know, there's like a, like a, 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 a baggie like a, store. Well, but I'm talking like the whole, there are three blocks, like three <laughs> blocks of like, you see just the fake cookies being sold there, like clothing too. You see, you see it like, I was shocked. My homie, shout out to my homie, Elliot. You know, he was taking me around um, and, and he drove me around. I, I have, I have a video of the place a little bit like, and it's an entire like uh, uh, district. It's like, yeah, it's Boyd Street Market. But so yeah. like it, it, it's going to happen in New York and it sort of has already. Um, but anywhere where you have like, you know, it's going to be L.A. and it's going to be New York where you have a downtown with a bunch of immigrants that, you know, s- specialize in fabric or this or yeah. bomb pieces or anything. Anything that they're bringing in from their countries, like you're going to have this. This is where people come and fake everything. I mean, New York is Canal Street in Chinatown for Chanel bags and Louis Vuittons. It doesn't matter. Like, so, I mean, might as well benefit from it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But personally, I want my brand to be blown up on Boyd Street. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I, 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 I've told, I've, I've, yeah, the whole idea of like the, the, like kind of like faking, like, like, giving a bunch it's of your bags. marketing yeah no 100 and a lot, of pe- a lot of people are not gonna like this take but it's true it's super true it's super true it's free marketing some people aren't gonna like this take but if you are bigger Cons- brands that we know listen i've made the sickest packaging with my design team right for two of my brands that i worked on Again, they're not my branches and I own them, but I worked with eight designers, marketers, everything on development of product SKUs, looks. There are, we are bootlegged to the max on Boyd Street. And it's so funny because when I walk in there, I'm like, shit, dude. Like if you didn't know my color palette, but then you see my boxes and they're like, whoever got them printed by or off by like a little bit of the color. So you see like a difference in the blue or a difference in the yellow, but it's like an accomplishment because it's like, shit, I worked on all this packaging and it's here. Like I sent that packaging to print. <laughs> like yeah, I have those dialogues. That's No, seriously. So, people are faking. Yeah. No, something that you made. That's, that's, it's definitely a form of flattery in my opinion, I, I would say, right? And it's also just beneficial, but yeah. That's the this is the first first person I've talked to, I guess maybe like on I guess on video mainly, but well, I haven't really talked to that many people that have had this take either. Because I think this this is the take I've come come to. I've like but it's I think you come from like like from the side that I come from in terms of like the marketing branding side, like you definitely understand that. Yeah. It's yeah. only yeah, it's only a benefit really at the end of the day. Like you may be 
you know, if you're in a market where you already have maybe like LA is different, Cali is different kind of, but like if you're in a smaller market and that stuff's getting fake, maybe that's not the best or whatever, but it's not that bad at the other day. Even. It won't happen in a smaller market though, because you it won't, won't, yeah. won't be able, you won't have those you won't have the ability to fake it. It only really happens in Metropolis. It's like, you're not in downtown Denver with the ability to buy fake Louis Vuitton bags or like, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you can buy fair. online now. Like, I'm not even joking. You can go on YouTube right now and search fake cookies packaging. Okay, you can go on YouTube, search it. You know what will be, will pop up? It'll be ads for yeah. fake packaging. Like, and I and I was yeah. I, I was telling I was I, I was telling Ivan I was telling like all these these different I was like how like I'm curious like how do you guys not sue Google or like or like how can they take how can they take advertising dollars to advertise your fake packaging or, to, or not like not that but like fake packaging like isn't that like can't you sue them because people have told me that like like people have told me like oh yeah I've tried to hire like hackers to like take these people down and stuff and it's just like no way it's impossible it's impossible it's impossible yeah it's impossible it's not even it's, neutrality it's, it's a hydra it's a hydra effect and and yeah no net neutrality that's um and on hindsight it's funny because we can't put marketing dollars into instagram or google to promote and have paper clicks and google adwords so it's like it really only works if you're like on a rotating vpn or like you know Alibaba or something like that, where they, you're not going against them anyways. So that's really it. But I, I feel like when it comes to bootlegging, people got scared because I used to, when I was behind one of these brands, I was very like, you know, don't put this in the street or like, don't like give away this much stuff or something like that. Because what if the BCC comes after us? And in hindsight, it was like, what the fuck was I worried about? Like, just be, and I was worried mainly because of what happened with Brass Knuckles. And they were the one big brand that got busted for their counterfeited, but it yeah, wasn't one, them. It was can I, I'm going to go else. grab my charger yeah. real quick. I'm gonna, I don't want to die here, so I'm going to go grab my charger. I'll be like, one sec. No worries. So what happened with Brass Knuckles? I'm curious about. How much more time do you have, by the way? You go like. Can't hear you. You you mute yourself. Oh, I have like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so well, um. So what what happened with Brass Knuckles was, and this was obviously in the beginning of all the cart crisis and whatnot, but they were being bootlegged extensively. And this was right when things got legalized. So like the first year of legalization. First person gets shot and over the hill, right? Kind of yeah, they got they got such a hit and they got fined for China basically just blasting out their packaging because I don't think what people don't understand is I deal with China a lot. I pay a lot of money for molds. Um, a lot of brands that I have been behind, we've done a lot of custom molding. We weren't just like bags and things like that, which were just designs like our blunt tubes had silicone wraps and like all of this stuff. And um, it doesn't matter. You have, there's no contracts there. There's no, uh, 
IP basically. No IP there. There's it's no all it's the it's the, it's the wild wild west of, mar- of branding and marketing. Exactly. So if you want to win on a if you want to if you want to really protect your brand, you have to win on the branding and marketing side. Like that's what that's exactly. that's what I love about China. Like I, that that whole that whole market, right? There's I also love and hate it, but yeah, it's it's pure branding. It's like pure competition. It's not you can't just go They'll protect sell anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so they got how how big was the fine like for brass knuckles or? I don't remember how big the fine something was, like that it was hit a them though. Yeah. Yeah, something that was basically effective, but um, that was a big scare. And then I know like uh, heavy hitters and brass knuckles, like they were pretty. That that's when they started coming out with the scan me and the verify and the barcodes and like stuff like that. So that to like that show verify that. that. Yeah. yeah. More so just to show. It wasn't even to like do it. It was to show that oh, we're being proactive about this kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Slash, yeah, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, so I guess to kind of wrap this up, um, man, we could talk for hours. I feel like on this because you would. This is one of my favorite. This is actually definitely one of my favorite podcasts when it comes to marketing. Like you definitely have a super good understanding of of everything going on. Um, so what what's what's the future for you though? What's what's going on? So you just working with a bunch of different Um. companies or? I work with a bunch of different companies. Um, the future is I, I've had my own brand for about five years. It is mainly CBD right now. It's called Save by Cannabis. In a month or two, it will be launching Flower in California. Oh. Um, with that happening, that's basically my whole mindset behind that was I've taken four months and not smoked any weed because I wanted to be able to give um a description of the effect or how you should feel because that's a common question for a first time user and i mean i used to smoke pot every day for years so i wouldn't be able to tell you like oh this really makes you feel like this you know and, yeah. and it's all subjective to be quite honest everyone's yeah. different but um that's going to be the wave so it's been in process for five years with with renderings and people think it's a real flower brand and it's not but it will be in the next month or so um and then i will probably manage my own brand but i'll still always work for all these other brands and licensing and then hopefully the big play is to get international with the cannabis and really take under the south african project um new york and new jersey i moved here to be more involved i don't really think anything's going to happen to be quite honest for another two years also kind of a very closed off it's very controlled very, it's very, very closed off. It's very controlled. I'm not trying to, be, I don't need to mingle with people trying to be in the industry. I know that sounds like I'm an nah, asshole, yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah. I don't need to pay for a ticket to go talk about New York weed. You don't have New York weed. Like, and yeah, all these true. people that are monetizing off of these like banquets and like whatever they're doing as if they're the people in the industry, like you're not. So um, I'm a little turned off by the yeah, New York New Jersey I feel you. market. I, I yeah, <laughs> it's because you're. It's just because you you you're not trying to go through all that shit again. So yeah, just, yeah. No, I know you you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, you're, look you're, at me, look at me. I come from investment banking. My plan to take over the cannabis. No, yeah. So there's a lot. There's a ton of like virtue, no, virtue signaling, or like a lot of like showing off. Oh, like I'm doing exactly. It's like, and then what I really want to do is. The brands that I work with and now, like I work with a gummy brand that's like the first Mexican-based gummy brand owned by a Mexican owner. And the flavors are like horchata, pina colada, margarita, chili watermelon. Um, I'd like to 
bring smaller brands and help them get into other markets for their quality. Um, and I'm trying to work with getting him into Vegas. He's also penetrating Arizona. There's another brand that I work with for concentrates. That's just one of the 100 type seven licenses out of California. It's woman owned out of Palm Desert and trying to help her get somewhere because she's actually made a lot of known concentrate brands, but she was their white labeler. And then she wanted to make her own brand. So it's like, you were the, you are the raw material behind that. You are that product for all these brands. Like I'll help you get to other places. So, and with that, that's really just the, just the goal. I'm a little turned off by a lot of these new markets. Um, the more that I try to get my foot in the door with MSOs, just to sort of see like, well, what's going on, you know, or like, maybe I could get a part of this big MSO and like bring on the culture. It's just not happening. Like doors are being slammed. There, 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 there. A lot of those people are dumb as shit. To be in my opinion, yeah. Like my, like they really don't. They're, they, yeah, they don't understand that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Somebody like yourself is very, very valuable. Is that like, and those people obviously don't understand that. But yeah, no, there, there's, there's a balance to understanding the culture and the corporate side of it. There's, I always kind of. There's say a huge balance. So that's yeah. really it. I'm just uh. My brand was called Saved by Cannabis for a reason. It wasn't like, oh, it's, it has nothing to do with like, you know, narcotics and people being addicted. It has to do with being a knowledge base of everybody who's trying to be saved by this industry. Whether you come from another industry and you think you're going like, to make your last millions or, you know, we're going to make building materials out of this hemp byproduct or whatever. I love that. Um, that's really what I'm trying to do and bring forward is good people, people that have, I want to say, I want to say have been through the struggle, but that doesn't necessarily mean you had to have been arrested for pot. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, we've for six years, I've put my life into this industry and I've been through some fucking ringers when it comes to cannabis. Uh, I'm not, you know, like a feminist that's going to be like, women are down here, like help women grow. Like, no, it's all it's all, it's all you and how you're going to handle it. Like I could be a lot of those women that join those organizations. That's like, Oh my God, we're at the bottom of the totem pole. Kind of, kind of grifting. Let's be honest. They're kind of, yeah. kind of I mean, it's not that that's not that I shouldn't say that, but they're using, like I said, a social issue to leverage. And yeah. so I would do that. You know, if, if it makes sense, I would do I, I, it. It doesn't make sense. Cause you know what? It's, it's the beginning of an industry. So yeah. it's like, you just come in and grind like anything else. If you want to be about it, you got to be about it. You got to grind. You got to put the hours in. You got to take the door slamming in your face. You have to be willing to try things, put yourself out there and really grow. And I think that's what um, has gotten me to where I am. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Some, sometimes I sit in a bunch of rooms with a bunch of guys and they're like, who's this little white girl? Like, she like a narc. And it's like, nah, dude, chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um i'm really just trying to go international with yeah you. you're you're a savage i can tell you're you are 100 a savage i can tell you you're gonna you're gonna crush it you already are crushing it but i could tell you're yeah we'll crush it maybe you'll do some media pieces for me or like i would love and to that's also the yeah. thing that i do like yeah. okay you do one with champelle and like these kids from viceland reached out to me and they're like we want to do something on you i'm I'm like yeah i don't really fuck with vice well, like that. We'll talk, we'll, let's, let's talk about it after this I, I definitely i definitely would be down i definitely be down um yeah but thank you again for uh for coming on and um this was this was a really really dope conversation i enjoyed, oh, this. I enjoyed this a lot this is uh, was awesome but um 
anyways though guys please i'm gonna put down i'm gonna put your instagram down below in the description um go follow amanda go check her out um and yeah guys this right here anybody listening this is probably top three most valuable podcasts on cannabis i've ever done slash i think probably out there in my opinion if i not to be too cocky here but it's because of amanda it's because amanda brought so much value here so guys definitely go fuck with her she's definitely super dope anyways though guys this is the frame of flower podcast episode number 50 i think this was great to do episode number 50 with so anyways i will see y'all soon appreciate y'all and thanks again amanda i appreciate you bye thank you so much yeah, break it down like that I got so many addictions But money is prescription Yeah, doctor ordered that And throw in a few prescription mixins Oh, sit mixing my drugs Oh, yeah, I'm a chemist Flipping the bag, you gon' witness